uh, <laughs> Hello. My brain wanted to just start screaming uh-oh over and over again. <laughs> driver! Driver, please! Driver! Oh, driver! What's wrong? <laughs> Honestly, his breakdown is... A mood. Gay and relatable, and yeah. Relatable. <laughs> Hi, Hi, Halloweener listeners out there. <laughs> Hello, weenies. Do you remember the sound of my voice? It's me, Cody. Oh, it's me, Kira. And welcome back to Halloweeners, a horror movie podcast. Yes, yes. that is us. That is, that us. is we. And that we're back, baby. We nurse. Huh? <laughs> Hello? Hello there, we're back. Uh, She's you know. thrilled. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, what can you say? What, what can, can we say? possibly say that hasn't already be sa- been said, mm-hmm. but also, you know, just a lot of things are happening. But we're here, we're queer, and we... Um... We spooky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we want to talk about spooky stuff. I know. Spooky honestly. stuff that's not real. Yeah, I need to like really <laughs> scream into the void of fictional horror. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's very similar. So non fictional like... horror doesn't. <laughs> so we're <laughs> talking about A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, Freddy's Revenge, which. <laughs> which isn't the first okay. one already? <laughs> I have a... it's, thank you. The first one is more of a revenge than this one is. This one is. Freddy, get a, get a, get ya. I don't know. There's no. <laughs> He's still seeking that revenge. <laughs> He's still, right, because his revenge was kind of found. No? <laughs> like, the, the ambiguous ending of the first one kind of makes it seem like he did it. It done. <laughs> well, I feel like his revenge was just him coming back to f- even fuck with these kids, even if he didn't, because we don't know what happened to Nancy, right, really. exactly. From the first one. It's like. She got driven off in a car. She Bye. went to the teen center to play some arcade games, and we never heard from her since. Right? Is that where they went? I mean, she kind of got the ending of, like, every teen movie from the 50s. Like, you drive off in a car with your friends. <laughs> Bye. It is, so I think that was a happy ending. It is like the end of Greece, where they're in the Yes, car. exactly. The car flies into the sun. <laughs> There's, like, a chipmunk track during the end of that song that always... Yeah, it's really, uh, um, it's no good. I remember <laughs> no good. I remember hearing that when I first saw the movie Grease and being like, what? What's coming from my speech? What's happening? Someone sat in a recording studio and was like, add the chipmunk track. We need it for this 1950s piece about teenagers. Do it. Fucking. Put it in. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, sir, we have this un- this unreleased track. Release the like, chipmunks. We need it. Release the chipmunks. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, Freddy's revenge, um, he's still, he's still right. getting that revenge on. He is energized. But like in the, this movie, his murder spree is not directed towards anybody relating to his past right. besides the fact that it's the same house that Nancy was in, but that doesn't mean shit. I guess it's the same town. So I think like at this point he's sure. like, oh, it's not enough to fuck with the parents who killed me. Even though you're a child murderer, which like, you mm-hmm. deserve to be burned. Sorry. Get over it, Freddy. Oh my God, Freddy, get over it. You deserve Freddy, get over it. <laughs> um, so maybe he's Move like, on. you know, it's not enough. I need to like cause havoc, cause chaos on the whole town. Like the whole town needs to pay for my death because I'm mad about it and I have long nails. Maybe. 
Right, this um, this town that's somewhere in the Midwest and yet has a desert. Oh my god! Well, I think that's part of the chaos. Is <laughs> like how scared it truly. How is. scared would you be if like you were in your you know rural New Jersey town as a youth going on the school bus and all of a sudden you're in the middle of the fucking desert. <laughs> there are coyotes and cacti. Be- yeah, no, thank you. You're so scary. <laughs> and then the ground crumbles. Oops. That is scary. Uh, that is inconvenient. That- <laughs> No, Cody, that's scary. Don't talk about that. <laughs> As I was watching it, I was like, wow, that would that would suck. Yeah. Well, I, what I love about the opening, before we get too ahead of ourselves, this it opens on a school bus, yeah. and all of a sudden, it's Freddy driving the bus. And what I like about these movies, and I haven't seen all of them, but what is different about them is that it allows like a fantastical like energy in a real world which sounds silly for a movie about a man invading a dream right. but it's like when you're in the dream that freddy's controlling you're completely on his terms and there's like nothing you can do to escape yeah i like that yeah i think it's cool <laughs> like you can't even like outrun him because you're asleep you know you can like maybe right. recognize that you're asleep and wake up but good luck yeah and like the rules are sort of Uh, Right, it's, like, his terms, and the rules of, like, his universe is sort of unclear. So, really, and as we're learning, anything can happen. Uh, Ellie Goulding. The rules are, like, a lot of tongue stuff. A lot of... I would say almost too many tongue things. I would say definitely too many tongue (laughs) things. Gonna co-sign that, second the motion, and pass too many tongue (laughs) things. Thank you, I appreciate that. Uh Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so we meet our hero. I almost said heroine. Well, hero. I mean, um, he, he, well, yeah. Well, 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 we'll get into that. Because yeah. it's Jesse is maybe not the first, but the biggest example of like a male screen queen. Yes. This movie. I mean, I sent you that clip and I'll share, I can share it mm-hmm. online. Uh, he got some good scream. scream, good lungs, honey. He scream. That's the thing. If you have a good scream, I don't care what your gender is. Just lead the movie and scream a lot. Uh, Do it. I am sexually attracted to how people scream. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm interested in the scream. You're a shriek asexual. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that'd be a really cool looking flag though, like pride flag. It's just a mouth. It's just a <laughs> <laughs> but it's like a spooky mouth <laughs> screaming. Yeah, a scaly mouth. <laughs> They're like, you're not allowed at the parade. <laughs> Please go. <laughs> Please, <laughs> you're you are. Anyway, where am I? Yeah, so he's, it's Jesse. His name's Jesse. It's Jesse. And he's just moved into Nancy, who was our heroine from the last film. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's her old house. So, obviously, everything's fine. Yeah. He does a lot of, I feel like seven or eight times in this movie, there's a scene of him waking up screaming, sweaty, and shirtless. Like, that just... Yes. It's an unending repetition, and it doesn't really like provide any variety it's just kind of like i think also okay 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 okay, okay. Oh my God. something about this movie that i okay oh, oh, okay hello <laughs> so i don't i don't enjoy this movie as much as the first one like kind of at all that, i think fair. it is i think it's fun and i like the queer stuff that we'll get into even if the movie doesn't want us to like it um <laughs> but the thing about the first one is <clears throat> those dream worlds are really creative and they're, mm-hmm. like, visually interesting. And this, they are not, like, at all. You know, like, you get the one opening scene of them in, like, the desert and then the ground crumbles and it's kind of like, whoa, yeah. and that's fun. <laughs> but then 
the other dreams are like what he sees freddie in the basement two times that's kind of it yeah well i feel like we're not playing with we're not playing around in the dream world this time honey right like freddie has a mission he has made it into the real world but i um i agree because it's like it's just kind of less definitely less fun i would say i definitely like the first one better than this film um yeah like without having uh like the creativity of like the dream world, it's kind of just less exciting. It's like we get it. He wakes up sweaty a lot. The house is hot because I don't know what's his There's face. A fire in the basement. Freddy, yeah. Which oh was yeah, trigger. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. There is a scene later where the dad's like, "It's so hot in here," and then he checks the thermostat and he says it's ninety-seven degrees. I would have lost. Can you fuck? Can you imagine? How does it even... And then their bird explodes. Of course it explodes oh, so hot. Oh my god. Yeah, the bird ex- the birds explode. <laughs> I know, and he's like, maybe it's a gas leak. Like, fuck you. That was another thing. Right, or like, he blames the sun for putting a cherry bomb in the bird? Right. I don't understand. Right, okay, so... I'm going to compartmentalize that for later. Or, or, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so uh, yeah, there's lots of scenes of him waking up, and then like, even in one scene he wakes up in the middle of the night and it looks like his things are melting in his room because it's so hot yeah um but also it looks like there's a dildo next to his bed covered in like green sure does. um splooge mm-hmm. interesting choices uh so yeah that gets a bit monotonous and like yeah i feel like this ride is less exciting to watch um there's definitely fun moments and memorable moments but i feel like the uh journey is not as like not as fulfilling, not as much fun, not as tasty. Right. Well, this one is focused on the journey of, like, the main real-world character, Jesse, as opposed to, like, this these kids trying to, like, defeat this evil. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's kind of more, like, character-based, which is fine. But you could be creative and character-based. It doesn't have to be kind of monotonous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at uh, Seinfeld. My favorite horror movie. <laughs> My favorite character-driven horror film. <laughs> Seinfeld. <laughs> um, yeah, so, okay. Movie starts. We meet Jesse. He's waking up sweaty. Mm-hmm. He has um, a girl friend. Like, a real, like, friend who's a girl. Yeah. We're not sure what their a neighbor. relationship is. She she looks like Meryl Streep. She d- exactly. She looks a lot like Meryl Streep. Um, she mentions to her friend later that, like, oh, you know... We just drive to school together. So it definitely starts innocent, but I feel like she's getting pressure, the girl. Uh, they're right. both getting pressure from on both sides exactly. to fuck each other. And it's like, I think he just moved in. Like, it's been a day. Like, everybody relax. Exactly, exactly, exactly. There's a lot of, um, like, weird... It feels like a grown-up... I mean, not grown-up. They're still, you know, teenagers. But it feels like a, an advanced version of that thing of, like... When you're a kid and they're like, oh, they're your girlfriend. Oh <laughs> and it's like, God. I'm three years old. I don't know what anything is. Leave me alone. It feels very like people are maybe not outside forces, but themselves are kind of like, I we should date, right? Yeah, right? Yeah. Interesting. Which is, um, yeah, interesting given that there's a lot of uh, queer subtext relating to the Jesse character. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. and there- which is kind of what has made this movie infamous. Yes, because it was, was it that it was intentionally written that way, but, like, no one else noticed, okay. like, including cast and crew? Yeah, I'm going to go into it here. <laughs> yeah, let's just so get into it so we can talk about it. Here's what happened. There's yes. conflicting 
uh, testimony, <laughs> for lack of a better word, oh amongst the like cast and creatives because the man who plays Jesse, his name Mark Patton, I believe, is Mark Patton. Thank you. Uh, he is a he's gay in real life. He was a uh, recently out. I, I believe he was out when the movie was made, or he was like. It was one of those, like, open secrets, you know? Cute. But he was, like, a young actor. He was up and coming. He was in a Robert Altman movie with Cher before <gasps> this. Okay. So, exactly. So, like, he, which he had started on Broadway. Like, that mm. kind of thing. He was, like, on the rise. Oh, he, like, and in the 80s was really an era of, like, looking for, like, young, pretty boy stars. Like, there's the Corys and Tom Cruise and Kevin Bacon. Like, it's mm-hmm. all kind of, like, that's the vibe we're going for in the 80s. Yeah. Like, nice next door boys but with like a maybe a little bit of an edge to them so you could really see a world where he could like fit right into that slot but partly due to like the backlash of this movie and being an out actor he kind of like fled hollywood and he lived in mexico for years until he was like rediscovered on in terms of like the world's um view of him in the early 2000 2010s for a documentary about i'm randall street and until then, he had been kind of like, what's the word? Not recluse, but he was just not in the public eye, you yeah. know? Um, and there was a lot of animosity between him and the writer. I got a lot of this from watching. There's a really cool documentary about this, um, the queer subtext and the effect it had on uh, Mark Patton. It's on Shutter. It's called Scream Queen, My Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, highly recommend watching it. It's all about this. And... Um, so I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but check it out if you want a further exploration. Oh, I would love to. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it was good. And uh, so the combination of this movie having, like, a pretty open queer subtext and, like, his portrayal of Jesse as kind of... He doesn't really make bones about the fact that he may be gay. Like, he's not trying to, like, butch up necessarily. Right. And he has that, like, scream you mentioned, which is, like... You know, if we're talking binary, a kind of more feminine scream. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of like backlash to that um, pretty quickly after the movie's release, it sounds like. And according to Mark Patton, the writer uh, put all this in the movie and then was like acting like he had no idea what people were talking about. He was like, no, it's not. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. You're just extrapolating that. Any queer subtext or gay reading you get is all because of the actor. So he basically <gasps> blamed Mark oh, no. for this like negative reaction the movie was getting. Um, and then when this documentary was coming out in the early 2010s and like, you know, people are more open-minded in the mainstream, blah, blah, blah. He, the writer all of a sudden was like, yeah, actually I did know about that. I did that on purpose. So he wanted to take credit when it was, like, more, um... Cool. What's the word? Yeah, when it was more opportunistic to a degree. Um, yeah. So, you know, now that Mark Patton is back in the public eye to a degree, or at least, like, the horror community's eye, mm-hmm. and the writer is now like, yeah, it was me. Mark Patton was kind of like, wait, what the fuck? Like, you really did know about this, and you were just letting me take the blame for the, like, scorn of the negative reaction and the homophobic reaction to this movie? That's not cool. Also, the writer was doing a lot of, like, back and forth as to whether, like, he wrote it with the intention of it being a... Uh, what's the word? A metaphor for a young man experiencing a burgeoning, like, non-heterosexuality. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole thing of, like, Freddy being in his dreams and him being like, if this man comes over me and I don't know what to do, it's not who I want to be, yeah. I want to be with my girlfriend. Like, it's pretty, you know, obvious if you know what you're looking for and even if you don't. Um, 
so there was a lot of like waffling on the writer's part of like, yeah, I meant to do that. And I meant for it to be like a metaphor for the queer experience. Or there was one interview where he was like, yeah, I actually meant it to be homophobic because I wanted it to be like a like uh, cautionary tale to a degree, <laughs> which is like, <sighs> uh... and then when confronted about that interview, he was like, that was a joke, which you can't just what? don't joke about that. Do that. <laughs> Like it's any it's in the eighties. Like it's very po- probable that it could have you know tr- that writing in such a way could have been a way of aligning it with kind of like the gay panic of the time. Mm-hmm. So it's like don't joke about that. That's well the thing about probable. the mid eighties was it was like exactly it's when like AIDS and the f- stigma surrounding that, especially related to gay men, was like at its absolute peak. You know this is like yeah. middle of Reaganism and like blah blah blah. And the writer lived in New York at the, when he wrote the movie. So, like, that was, in a way, the epicenter of the AIDS crisis, at least the beginning of it. So, Jesus. what I imagine happened, this is me extrapolating and, like, completely just guessing. Cue the reenactment What I footage. think happened is, exactly, yeah, no, it's really grainy and really shitty looking. <laughs> um, I, am, I imagine he was, <clears throat> the writer was living in New York, seeing all this stuff about AIDS for, like, you know, two or three years, and then writes the movie, and... It, You know, horror has always drawn from the real world and um, made social commentary and blah, blah, blah. So this wouldn't be anything groundbreaking. But he, I I imagine, saw the horror of AIDS around him and kind of went, oh, it'd be great if, like, you know, the fear of, like, this, like, spooky gay disease was kind of what I was writing for. Because it's, like, topical. And just, like, kind of put it in the movie without forethought like i don't think it was with the explicit intention of being like kids don't be gay Mm -hmm. but i also don't think it was with the intention of being like let's capture a you know seminal queer experience which is like the fear of coming out yeah so i I, I, that's kind of what i got from like the various interviews and stuff i was reading up on and that's kind of like irresponsible is the wrong word but like don't say don't make one thing and then say it's not that you know like own your art and also like how dickish of you to say it's on the actor's portrayal when Mark Patton was pretty I I believe pretty young during this and also poor thing was trying was doing his best (laughs) to do like an honest portrayal of like an okay script so like baby girl let's not blame the actor for just like right trying to do his thing that's so fucked up yeah plus when all that stuff is in the script already and we can like do a little list moment in yeah i was just gonna say if yeah. i'm a gay actor and i see all this stuff i'm like well th- this is calling for me to use my real world experience as a gay man to like make this character more truthful because that's your fucking job as an actor no matter the like level of you know prestige of the movie or art your piece of art you're in you know right like he's literally just doing his job so yeah. like sorry about it mm-hmm. and like bless him like again it's not like it's not great writing so he just you know everyone's trying to do their best uh, yes exactly um should we it would be fun to like skip through the little queer moments real fast yes um i have something i, have I got a little do you want to go in order because okay. i have the end up on my phone right now yeah let's go in order uh, okay um so obviously a lot of waking up sweaty screaming uh, you know for lack of a better phrase like a girl so there's that and also there's um, a lot there's an sorry there no you go ahead. <laughs> go, 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 go. no no um there's a lot of moments in this movie too or i guess maybe it's like two or three moments where there's like male authority figures like someone's father or like the coach for example which we'll get into in a moment um where they're like assholes automatic assholes like there's you, you yeah. don't see a male figure that's like nice. Well, well, no, that's not true. Meryl Streep f- 
fake Meryl Streep's dad seems pretty cool. <laughs> he seems pretty fun. Cheryl Meep. Yeah. yeah, my name is Cheryl Meep. Cheryl Meep. And I am here to act. Um, so that I think that's interesting. A lot of male aggression, a lot of shirtless high school men that are overheated. Yeah. Because also our friend... A lot of like doth protest too much male energy you know mm, 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 like a lot of like mm. no man i'm not gay look how tough i am and it's like okay. yeah oh my god you're such sure. a loser i'm gonna pull down your pants and expose your bare ass to our entire gym class and then wrestle you in the ground with my hot steamy tan body it's a little gay is that okay it's our friend um <laughs> i forget his name the actor but he's uh he's also in vamp yeah, he was the buddy he's who one died. of those two frat guys. He's the buddy who dies. <laughs> he's the guy who's dead. Um, and he also dies in this. Spoiler. Um, but we can go back into that in a moment. Uh, so he's yeah. shirtless a lot too as well. That character, uh, mm-hmm. Grady. Yes. And he is like a typical like. Say it. Like he's like, he's got abs. You know, he's like very much like the typical like he is, um, um, he, male mm-hmm. form, for lack of a better word. Yeah, he's tan. He's an asshole. Like it's very much right. like 80s masculinity said it meant it. And this Jesse character, even though they start their relationship by, or their, you know, friendship by like it's antagonistic, like they're, he's bullying him, mm-hmm. like quickly becomes like a magnetism between them. And like Jesse's clearly drawn to this character, which, yes. wait, what the fuck is his name? Grady. Let's see. Gra- Grady. Yeah. <laughs> gravy? Uh, gra- <laughs> Good gravy. Um, so yeah, there's an early gym scene where they're playing baseball and <laughs> there is uh, some sort of... <laughs> confident. Um, I wasn't. I was like, is it softball? <laughs> oh. Um, there's some sort of uh, tiff between Grady and Jesse. And it, yeah, Grady pulls his pants down. And he's wearing a jock strap, which I was like... Okay. Seems extra um, for a 15-year-old. Seems extra. Oh, and then you see Cheryl Meep's friend. I think her name is Karen. <laughs> yes, Karen. She had great outfits. She was Karen. fun. She was a fun Karen. Karen rocks. We got to say, she's a, she's one of the good ones. She's one of the good ones. They're, they're, they, are, they are out there. I believe it. I know it. I've yes. seen it. She's like a Karen hashtag resistance mom. Oh, my God. Yes, those are fun. <laughs> so sorry. Those are fun. Those are fun. Um, Karen, when he gets his pants pulled down, she goes, nice <laughs> oh, ass. Yeah. Which, like... Even more of an ally. Thank you, Karen. So she's all of us. <laughs> she's an ass man. And yeah. uh, she, I think she has the best. She, she uh, She's in the end scene, which is really fun. And we'll, we'll talk about that later. Oh, she gets the final line. Oh, yeah. Honey. We'll get there. Um, so, yeah, the coach sees them wrestling mm-hmm. and he's like, stop it. And he tells them to, as punishment, they have to assume the position. Right. And then it hard cuts to them doing push ups. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is a. That's a phrase. That's a phrase. Um, and then Grady says, like, something. I forget how he gets into it, but he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I have it right here. The coach does all yeah. this weird, like, gets his, you know, jollies off watching us be in pain. He hangs around yeah. queer S&M joints around town. He likes pretty boys like you. What the fucking... Grady being like, yeah, these queer S&M joints. And it's like, nobody asks. It's very much like that Twitter format of like, no one, colon. And then Grady is like, hey, did you hear what the coach? You're like, oh, 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 okay. Right, again, this is like day two of this kid moving into this town. And already, he's being bullied. His ass is getting shown. He's learning about all this stuff. Um, And then, yeah, and then Grady's like, oh, are you fucking fake Meryl Streep over there? Like... 
I don't know, dude. Are we fucking? Like, we just had an intimate moment rolling around in <laughs> the dirt. are we? <laughs> you saw my butt. <laughs> what seen my butt. Uh, so that's pretty gay. Um, the next... It's a small moment, but I think it's worth noting. The next uh, moment that's, like, sort of with, like, queer vibes. <laughs> with queer mm-hmm. vibes. Um, is uh, Jesse's having another dream. We think maybe. I don't know. But yeah, he sees he he thinks his basement is on fire. Um, Freddie is down there, whatever, and he is calling out to his dad for help, and saying "dad" using the term "dad," and then Freddie shows up and says, "Daddy can't help you now," which you know. <gasps> How did I miss that? Well, oh my god, because you're 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 a fool. That's why. <laughs> and then and then uh, we start to learn from Freddie that he's like, "Oh, I got plans for you," which I mean. Could sound kind of sexual. Yeah. And then he says, you've got the body and I've got the brains. Uh, Yeah. Which He says, I need you, Jesse. Yes, I need you. Yeah, yeah. I need you. You've got the body and I've got the brain. And then he pulls his skin off and shows his brain, which is fun, but also. Which is like, oh. Honey, how's your (laughs) head? Prop comedy. I see. Thank you. Um, He also, in this scene, Freddie like runs his, he like grabs Jesse by the scruff. And, like, pulls him <gasps> towards him mm-hmm. and, like, runs his little knife finger across his mouth. And it's very, like... Brush your hair oh, back. boy. Yeah. <laughs> whoa, 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 It's very um, intimate. And it's very intimate. Apparently, um, Robert Englund, the actor, like, was on to the queer subtext in the script. And he was like, let's play into this. Let's... I'm going to put the knife in your mouth. And the actor played Jesse was like, cool. And then... Um, the uh, makeup artist for Jesse ran up and was like, oh, no, don't do that. He would ruin his makeup. And apparently, I, th- I think if I remember this correctly, the makeup artist was also gay and was like, you can't do that kind of stuff to the actor playing Jesse. Like, you'll just make yourself so obvious. You know, it was like I, kind of that like I love unspoken thing of like, if you want to make it in Hollywood, and there's examples of this going back to like, you know, the 20s, like you just like not draw attention to it. And like, it's an open secret, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do appreciate the chaos of Robert England wanting to, like, play into it. That's kind of cool. Yeah. He's also good in this movie. Apparently, I was reading something about, like, the studio didn't want to, like, he had demands for, like, um, uh, what's the word? He had demands for, uh, exactly. And the studio was like, no, no, no. And so they just, like, hired a random extra to do the Freddy stuff. I don't know if it would be, like, just physical but then, like, it clearly wasn't working out. So they're like, fuck, we got a Robert England. And, uh, yeah, the rest is history. He's good. Again, if you, if you find someone who is good and is does a good job of selling this, like, crazy fucking premise, like, bitch, pay him. Mm-hmm. Pay him what he's worth. Pay him. Robert England. Run him his check. I love how he spells his last name for England. I do, too. I think we should it makes it hard it. to say, though. England. I try, I try to say, like, England. England. <laughs> England. Um, uh, anyway, what else? Oh, there's a scene where Jesse falls asleep in like science class, and you imagine it's a dream that's happening because all of a sudden right. there's a snake crawling on him, right? And like, right, you would assume imagery, right? But no, it turns out it's just the science teacher's pet snake, and he's like, "What are you doing Every- to the boy when like your snake is on?" If Whatever. you want to play with animals, you should join the the circus. Okay. <laughs> That's like, it's one of those things you say, and then you're like, that could have been better. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that's not that's not really bad. I'm smarter than that. That's not a- <laughs> you think of a better response later in bed, and you're like, shit. Ugh. Yeah, we cut to a scene where it's the next day, and the teacher <laughs> says it again, but with a different comeback. Yeah, he has a notepad of different ideas. 
you're being a sneaky snake in my classroom and there's only room for one sneaky snake in this classroom. Oh my God. Also like, again, I love how he's being made fun of and it's like, I would scream too if there was a snake on me and I woke exactly. up from a nap. Like if I woke up unbeknownst to me, there, there was, was a snake. big old snake on me and nobody did anything. Yeah, wrapped around your Hello? neck. Hello? I mean, but it was a pretty This is snake. all your fault. This is all your, this is me screaming at the classroom. Oh my God. <laughs> this is on you. It is on you. We're all in it. Guilty. Um, and well, when he wakes up from the snake dream, not dream, he looks at Grady and they kind of like smile at each other. It's like, <laughs> you know, yeah, I don't know. It's a little moment of like, they actually do a pretty decent job of building the like, um, cause the relate, the friendship between Jesse and Grady goes in an interesting direction. You know, it starts antagonistic and then it slowly becomes like, he's the one person he can turn to and he's having these thoughts about a man. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I think it's pretty actually realistically drawn especially for like teenagers yeah and like i obviously can't speak on like the queer uh, male experience but i feel like <laughs> that's usually the guy people young queer men fall in love with in high school uh yes uh uh-huh <laughs> at least yep, from what yep, i've yep, seen yep yep i can tell you from experience like, this is i would absolutely have been in love with grady if i was in high school <laughs> like i'm in love with him like kind of goofy asshole-ish confident um uh-huh you know looks like he works out even though like yeah you're all whatever great anyway um <laughs> oh the next scene movie. is my favorite well one of my oh favorites. the next dream right right because it's um his oh my Jesse's God. dad is being a dick, which, by the way, Jesse could be seen as a, a gender ambiguous name. Exactly. In fact, um, Jesse's dad was like, if you don't unpack the room, I'm going to scream. So they're on, he's unpacking. He's throwing his shit into a junk drawer and says, take, how do you like that, dad? <laughs> which is okay. <laughs> he's not here. Uh, Who are you talking to? <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's not in the room. And it's a real quick 80s cleaning room montage. And it cuts to him like oh, bouncing his butt on the drawer. And then he, like, has a toy, and he's rubbing it in a way that is very like that of masturbation. Yes. And then uh, his mom walks in and says, there's Meryl Streep. <laughs> Here's Cheryl Meep. Um, <laughs> she's going to act yeah, for you. The, the, <laughs> she's, she has a monologue. Um, the uh, Another point of contention between, like, writer, director, actor is, like, who exactly is responsible for this dance scene? Because right. this is, like... If audiences hadn't caught on to, like, the gay vibes at this point, this is when they were like, wait a minute. Like, what's he doing? Right. <laughs> He's, like, popping his butt into this drawer. And, like, in the documentary I watched, the writer, director, and actor were all, like, fighting over who was responsible for, like, each individual move. Like, what was in the script? Oh what goodness. was, like, the actors? All that kind of stuff. Just because, I mean, like, if 30 years of public scorn is hinging on this one 30-second little montage, I would also focus on it. <laughs> so... Oh my goodness. But even the song itself they use is like, I don't remember the song, but it's sung by a woman and it's like an upbeat. I, I mean, it's not the Pointer Sisters, but it's like, I feel like it's like a Pointer Sisters type song. Like, it's not okay, like okay, a man yeah, yeah, song, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, cleaning my room yeah, and fucking not, women with breasts. It's it's still like. Right. It's not like Van Halen or anything. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah. R.I.P. But that'd be pretty cool if it was Van Halen. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I love how I interrupted you and you just gave up. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think I will finish that thought. Um, so his next, like this, I find a bit confusing. Is it a dream? Is it real life? Unclear. He will just say he goes in his like nighttime where he should be sleeping. He leaves the house 
and he's walking with like his button down shirt open and he ends up in like a gay bar like or what i oh, think is oh. supposed to be a gay bar yeah well I, i'm assuming it's the queer s&m bar that yes. brady mentioned earlier which sorry about it it looks like a fun crowd when yeah. they're I would love Panning to stumble in here at like 2.15 a.m. Because this is a 4 a.m. bar, obviously. Oh, my God. Yeah. You know it's cash only. And, um, uh-huh. you know, maybe there's cigarette There's like not there. a cocktail shaker anywhere. <laughs> oh, God. No. Please, honey. No. No, no need. No, 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 there's no. no need for that. No. Yeah, because. Shake it in your mouth. It's a lot of um, like, it's people playing pool. It's a lot of like, it's really interesting because I, I need to watch the scene again. But I remember it being like still subtle to a degree. It's not like outwardly like. It's not like divine level drag queens. It's like subtle queer icons. Like, all right, there's an AFAB person, but, you know, they got crazy makeup and maybe it's a mullet situation. And like, that looks like that's um, some sort of, uh, you know, other gay person. (laughs) It looks like the casting call for like who like Reaganites would pick as like a spooky political villain. Oh my God. It's like they have like unusual haircuts Mm -hmm. and like some wearing leather. And like, yeah, it is like, I guess supposed to be this like queer ass number they mentioned, but it kind of seems like a catch all for like all of the like non heteronormative white, you know, like picket fence people who might live in this town. (laughs) Right. Honestly, it looked like a fun and okay time. I, yeah, okay, where I would like to be. Thank you. Hello. Six hello. feet apart. Um, yeah. <laughs> right, police face, though. My God. But yeah, he's he's there, and he, the bartender with his, like, big, you know, wrist cuffs with spikes on it, um, uh, goes, asks Jesse what he wants, and Jesse's like, I need a beer. So I don't, like, did he go knowing he was going to find Schneider, the coach, asshole, to maybe kill him or right i mean like why was he there was freddie in his mind like drawing him here because he knew he could kill the coach right and like maybe i don't it's i've watched the movie twice it's really unclear well, okay so, it's also unclear if it's a dream or not so true okay yeah so it continues from here um he's at the bar he gets a beer and first of all the bartender pours it into a cocktail glass which yeah that was very confusing i mean you want to talk about horrors, honey? Oh, that's a that's a horror. Not a horror. There's no pint glasses. <laughs> no, uh, it's fine. It's it, we don't care. But they, the coach is there. He shows up at the bar and he has his fucking harness on. Yeah, no, he's <laughs> full leathered out. Like there's full no subtlety about it. It's not like oh, it might be like he was just getting back from like motorcycle riding. Like no, yeah. this is for sex. Yeah, this it's not even fucking. like the typical hat or anything. Like it's literally just like a, an X shaped. <laughs> no hat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a lady does wear a hat at a queer S and M joint. But um, and then he like looks bad, and then it cuts to right. He like grabs his wrist. I don't. And he's like. So- yeah. yeah, and they're like cuts to them like at the school in the gym, and he's making Jesse, I guess, run a lap, and then he like pushes him, and he tells him to go hit the showers. So it's like, right. is he gonna assault him? Is What's this gonna because it, Grady does say he likes pretty boys like you? Like I don't know, I, I don't know, I don't know. But um, <sighs> that's pretty. Side note: I love in movies when a character calls another character pretty boy like as an insult, because like oh, I would be like, oh, you think I'm pretty? I know that is such a like I I love 
and by love I mean that in the most opposite way the like closeted homosexuality of like straight man culture of like oh you yeah you still you little pretty boy and it's like girl you said it yeah, so like, this is I mean this is working for me so are we gonna fuck or what <laughs> like what are we gonna do here? <laughs> my place or yours girl like I got the car yeah. running well, it's also very, like, pretty is, like, a feminine connotation. So, like, calling somebody pretty boy is, like, you're, you know, not a full, you're not right. an ugly man, right. you know? Like. And also, it's so stupid because, like, it's hot take. <laughs> Toxic masculinity is bad. What? You heard it here first. Okay. Um, but the coach is, like, through. this is a funny, quick uh, chaos. Actually, no, it's not that funny. Basically, chaos happens. Ball- balls are thrown around the office. Oh, balls are dropping and th- flying all over the place. And the coach yeah. is like, this is inconvenient. I was going to assault this child, but now... <laughs> hang on, hang on. This isn't on the schedule. <laughs> this yeah. yeah, this isn't on the schedule. And the things are flying off the, the, the shelf and flying at him, and he's just kind of just like, huh? The entire what? shelf huh? unit, <laughs> the entire unit moves and he just stares at yeah. it girl i would have been out of there go which makes me think it is a dream then right because like all this stuff is happening and the like people are acting weird the whole like bringing yeah. him to the gym to run a lap is weird you know it's like kind of i mean it might just be like bad writing directing who knows <laughs> but like right. it's really non-specific and very confusing which like also if i'm gonna give the movie credit maybe that's the point like when you're in a dream you don't always know when you're in a dream and like maybe we're not supposed to know either i don't know right i, I don't know because he then gets his clothes come off somehow magically the coach he gets dragged into the shower by like jump rope oh my god he had taken out i forgot about that the coach himself had taken out like <gasps> yes. a jump rope and put it on the desk to tie yep. up jesse yet i don't know that's what i i assume must be because then it ties him up so right. you have to and assume he's like, it's in like the film's language to be like this is for tying up exactly yeah because he he responds a way of like obviously he's not into it <laughs> the coach he does, he's not into being tied up and dragged but it's like no it really does make it seem like that was the intention for jesse and now it's being done onto him right and if you're like going in as the dominance you don't want to like seriously do that to have that turned is like a little bit spooky i'm sure you know right um this is not a consensual situation, though, so different story, but you know what I mean. And he gets, like, strung up, and he's getting... <sighs> oh, God. So the coach is, is strung up. Jesse's just chilling in his own shower, and the coach is... Yeah, he's in the mist. A towel emerges and starts whipping him on the butt. <laughs> it starts bleeding. Yeah, it's a lot. Also, it's really weird to see male nudity in a horror film at all, but if you do, it's usually because there's a naked woman there also like it's like a sex scene like it's really rare to see just like the only nudity in a horror film is like a middle-aged man's butt (laughs) that's really odd like because the you know usually in horror movies for like titillation they'll show like a boob or two but Mm. like i mean you know i'm sure this is definitely up some people's alley i wouldn't you know whatever but like it's not clearly they weren't putting this in the movie for the purpose of like oh yeah (laughs) That's a very good point because even in the last movie, there is some minor moments of like female sexuality being exploited, um, like, yeah. you know, Nancy in the bath or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously there's none of that in this movie. There is no female, I would say. Is there any female no. like cleavage? Well, <laughs> like I feel like there's Yes, no... there's the scene later where um, Jesse and Meryl Streep are like oh, making out and he's like kissing down her boobs, <laughs> between her boobs. You don't see anything that would not be able to be like seen on TV. Right. But it like, it's, it's something. I will say that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? 
pretty cool. Because <laughs> I wait, what about it is cool? I appreciated that it obviously doesn't end well, but it, for a moment, it is a kind of nice moment of a guy about to go down on a girl, which I feel like is rarely shown. Oh, a yeah. in an and if it is shown at all, it's usually I feel like it can be a little. I don't know. If it, Aggressive. Right, he is making his way downtown. Like, that's the <laughs> destination, I assume. I know, and it, it's like, you know, he's not, like, being aggressive about it. She seems into it. I think I appreciated that. <laughs> um, but anyway, so in the shower, um, yeah, the whip him good, coach baby. gets, like, whipped, whipped butt, and then his back gets, like, filleted open by, you know, like, what we assume is Freddy's claws. Yeah. And then Jesse emerges from the steam with the glove on. Yeah, and he's like, oh, wait, did I do that? He really does like, have a moment of like, uh-oh. He, that's when he screams. <laughs> it's pretty Definitely great. Screams. That's, that's the, the scream that like shook the world. <laughs> it is a very high-pitched scream. It's a head voice. I um, Also, sorry, the scene before this is when the, he, he's in his house and it's hot as hell in there. And like one of his birds explode. <laughs> And the parents see it. Yep. And his dad is like, you know, like you mentioned earlier, um, the dad accuses him of like the son of Jesse of like potentially throwing a firecracker at the bird and the and the bird (laughs) Jesse's is um, really offended by that. Like he is so offended by that accusation. And so I wonder if that because as the movie goes on like his parents are like oh my god are you on drugs are you going crazy and it's so which i think lends itself again to the like homosexuality themes because like unfortunately that's what parents would think about their children if they were right well it's very like you're this isn't the child i raised like you're the the kid isn't like going along with the plan you know Mm -hmm. like the plan of what you expect your kid's life to be like yeah exactly like they're they're accusing him of being lazy because he won't unpack uh you know he's accusing him of throwing firecrackers inside at the family pet bird which is like insane okay. uh you were all in the room <laughs> together you would have seen that happen um and yeah um it's just a dumb scene but i think that moment and that tension between the dad and jesse adds to um the gay drama <laughs> as it were sure yeah because jesse then immediately after killing the gym teacher mm-hmm. Like, a, some cops knock on the door with him, and they're like, he was found naked on the highway. And it's just like, oh, my God. Like, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> like, yeah. if you're a parent, you're going to assume, like, drugs. You know, like, that's the first thing you assume. Yeah. And the, in that situation. And the police officer says, I would just keep an eye on him. It's like, bitch. I mean, this is pre-mental health awareness. But, like, if a motherfucker's running through the streets naked at night, you should, you should really <laughs> just, like, keep an eye on talk him. Talk <laughs> to them. See, check in. <laughs> you fucking assholes. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, they go, uh, he goes to school, Grady's like, yo, Schneider got wasted last night, someone fucking murdered him, and no one seems to care, which is pretty crazy. Very scary. Especially in, like, the place where you, like, it wasn't, it was, like, in the gym, like, it was, like, you are in that lock, I don't know. Um, I also noted, um, this scene takes place at lunch, and Grady has three milk cartons. That's spooky. Anyway. (laughs) Oh my god! Oh right, that's when he's like stuffing his face, right? So many and milk cartons, yeah. So many milk cartons. I don't know. That, there's something there. There's, there's something that, there. That's pretty gay. That's pretty gay. Milk gay. <laughs> Let's. We're reclaiming that thing of like middle school where everything was called gay. <laughs> well, I just love where it's like, oh, you're gonna take care of yourself and use proper hygiene. <laughs> 
Gay. Right, you're not going to need, you know, need yeah. a walker at 62. <laughs> okay, gay. Yeah, you're not going to, while you cle- actually bathe your legs and clean your ass, <laughs> you must be a homophobic. That's real sexual. scary to me. When I found out that was a thing that straight oh, men God. sometimes don't do, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. So the next big thing is there's like a party that all the teens are oh, at, Cowabunga pool mm. party. It's at Meryl Streep's uh, house. Yeah. And her dad has an apron that says Mr. Wonderful on it, but it's so small. Like the writing. It's like, you're not that wonderful, I guess. <laughs> it's more of I a suggestion. I can't even read it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Mr. Wonderful. Um, so that's when the party's happening and Jesse's there. And that's when he like almost goes down on fake Meryl Streep. Um, but of course, once he's like getting going down, down, um, he, he, he forms a Freddy like long girthy dead scabby yeah don't want that no no no. don't want that so what does he do near don't want it in he says there's something inside of me yeah so oh no he doesn't say that he goes to grady he runs to his friend who's a boy this when i watched it Mm -hmm. the first time and i had no idea that there was like it was infamous for like it's queer or whatever this mm-hmm. was even I picked up on this as like a teenager. I was like, wait a minute, like, because <laughs> he's making out with his girlfriend. He gets reminded of a dude technically because he sees Freddie's tongue, and mm-hmm. so what does he do? He flees to his guy friend, who he clearly is in love with. It's very like mm-hmm. uh, gay panic, but also like gay hope. I don't know. <laughs> like he, you know, has a moment of like sexual panic and runs to his like boyfriend with the hopes of like he'll have the answers but like maybe in the back of his mind it's more like maybe i'll get to kiss that boyfriend i don't know Mm. yeah he he breaks into grady's house and wakes him up by covering his mouth while he's sleeping shirtless it's very like oh my god right yeah it's a lot and then he basically tells him jesse says something is trying to get inside my body and then Grady says, yeah, she's female and she's waiting for you in the cabana, referring to Meryl Streep, <laughs> and you want to sleep with me because great, uh, Jesse's like, can I just stay in, can I like just like crash on your floor so that like if I, if it starts to happen again, you can like wake me up. Basically what happens in the first movie. Um, right. But, and again, yeah. doesn't help. No. And this one is very like, he literally says, you want to sleep with me. <laughs> so Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty gay. Well, then, so then, uh, right, he's at Grady's. He, Jesse falls asleep, and Grady also starts to fall asleep. And then the second that happens, uh, Jesse wakes up and it's like, oh, God, it's happening. And we see, um, like, inside Jesse's mouth, and there's an eyeball yeah, in there cool. that we're assuming is Freddy's. Um, and then. Freddy starts coming out of like his stomach, which actually was pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's very I do like, like it. this male thing inside of me that is like disease. And if we're looking to that as like a gay metaphor or whatever, um, is like finally coming out, like literally, like it's like coming out of my skin. And I've been doing just fine. And he, I'm coming. um, it literally is like a birth scene almost, you know, it's like this part of him that he's trying to repress is like overpowering him. Mm. It's a lot. Mm. <laughs> That's interesting. That's interesting. Um, That's interesting. And then, yeah, Grady dies. It kind of sucks. Freddy kills him. It does suck. That was a really cool, uh, like a good scare because it's like Grady sees 
Freddy coming out of Jesse's body, which is alarming. Um, Cause he does have like kind of an alien moment where he's like pushing through the stomach, yeah, which yeah, looks yeah, really yeah, cool. Yeah. And then he like breaks off. Um, yeah. Grady's trying to get out of the bedroom and he's like banging on the door, yelling for his dad to open the door. And of course at first the dad is rude, aggressive and like, Rawr, like yelling at his own son. Right. Cause the dad's door, which to do that in these movies. Yeah, it's just very interesting. Um, but then, uh, yeah, just Grady like screaming to open the door, and then the dad not being able to open it, and then realizing like the drama of the situation uh, was, I think, a good moment. Moment it was effective. Yeah, I always I do feel nervous. for parents in horror movies who like witness through one way or another their kids dying. It's like the opening of right. Scream when like they can hear her on the phone. That's upsetting. <sighs> yeah. Oh, I can hear her. I can yeah, hear the poor. They're like, this is the worst thing that's happened to us in many decades. Yeah. (laughs) Are you okay? (laughs) Um, So that's rough. And it kind of gives it like, um, kind of like reminiscent of the like Candyman vibes because like, we see what we think is like, it's Freddy that kills technically Grady. But then once Grady's dead, it's it's Jesse. And so Jesse's like, oh, fuck, I did this. I killed Grady. And like, maybe he didn't. Maybe he did. Um. Oh, and he looks as an, and he looks and he sees Freddy and he throws something at him and it turns out, bitch, it's his reflection. Oh, who is that Fred Look I see? <laughs> I will never pass for mm, a spooky man. Anyway, um, <laughs> or a perfect Frederick. <laughs> Frederick. <laughs> Frederick. Please, that Frederick's would be my cute. father. <laughs> Call if, me Frederick. That would be cute if only Jesse called him Frederick. Frederick. Like it was like very intimate. Or it's like Frederick. he's calling him Frederick because he's in trouble. Frederick, Frederick get out Frederick of my Kruger. stomach. Get out, get out of me. Get what out do, of me. What do you think, what do you think is, uh, what do you think Fred's middle name is? Um, I think Jim. Like, not James, Jim. They're like Frederick Jim Kruger. Jim, Jim is like the family name. Right. That's been and we're like, down for generations. We know it's short for James, but we're just. You ever met somebody whose like name was a nickname? Uh, I've definitely well, met like a Tim or a Tom, and I. they're like, yeah, that's literally my name. Like, it's not Timothy, it's just Tim. Oh, like, your parents like forced eh, you into maybe. a nickname. <laughs> well. Well. Can't have it all. Can't have it all. Can't have a full name. Um, you can't really make a nickname <laughs> um, out of my name anyway, so I, I get it. Yeah, I, I, it doesn't resonate with me. Nope. This <laughs> Relatable content. Oh, also, oh, sorry. In that in that scene, though, with Grady, he does say, Jesse does say, oh, God, I'm so scared. He's inside of me. He's inside of me, and he wants to take me again. I mean, I have, Honey, you know. <laughs> take me. Was this me my, the... my Google search when I was 15? I don't know. Anyway. Oh my god! Oh, gross. Sweet Lord, <laughs> call the priest. Call your mom. <laughs> Calling her right now. Um, so we cut back to um, what's her face? Fake Meryl Streep's party, and uh, some chaos is ensuing there. Um, yeah, it gets real chaotic real fast. Hot dogs are popping. Hot dogs are popping, are which normally is a sign of a good party, but not in this case. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's, oh, like, hot dogs are popping, and the they're on, like, a tray, and one of the mm-hmm. teens, like, put the, puts them on the grill and closes the grill, and all the other teens cheer. <laughs> Good job! <laughs> and then the pool like, starts are... boiling, right? That was a little scary. And then like, the lantern lights above the pool started going out, and I was like, oh, fuck, are they going to fall into the water? That's scary and, like, to me. Electrocute people, and it didn't. No. And but, it, but it didn't. The idea was <laughs> I scared The director myself. heard that suggestion and went, no. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> Karen's much. in the pool, um, and she. I wrote this down because the way she says it is so funny. She goes, can someone turn down the heat in the pool? 
<laughs> I love when people try to act drunk or stoned. Or whatever, yeah, it was something like, like that. But it, like, it, she turned it into like a New York accent. <laughs> like her choice for inebriation <laughs> was go to the East Coast. Oh my God. Well, that's also accurate. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. Okay. So we're at the party seed, right? And Meryl Streep. See, Jesse comes back and he's like, yo, I think I killed Grady. I think I killed Schneider. There's somebody inside me. Bibbidi bop bop. And uh, they learned earlier about Fred Krueger from Nancy's diary um, that she had left behind, basically helping give them some exposition. Um, but Meryl Streep tells him, "He, you know, you got to fight him. You got to fight him. Like, you can't let yeah. him know you're afraid and this and that. So, um, again... Yeah. Right. If we extend okay. the metaphor to Freddy is the inner true sexuality trying to burst out of him and he runs to his A girlfriend to be like, hey, I'm mm-hmm. having these thoughts like the stereotypical like Hollywood reaction to that is like, no, Jesse, you love me. You got to fight that inclination. You know what I mean? That you can like pray it away mm-hmm. or whatever. Oh, is that not how it works? Um, uh, but, but Science is still out, but we're, we're trying to figure it out. <laughs> um. Okay, so I love, this was, okay, so we see, like, moments, again, of, like, more chaos happening at the party, and I think it's, like, starting to get a little more violent at this point, after Meryl tells him to fight his gayness. We see (laughs) party guests, like, reacting to the drama, and there is a shot, and it's for literally a second, and it's just a group of some dudes squatting on the ground. Don't know why. And then it cuts to, there's, like, a chain link fence that was locked, and one young gentleman in a pink tank top goes to grab the fence. It takes a second. And you see, like, it must, like, have shocked him. And he goes, like, ow. <laughs> That's me in a horror movie. Ouchie. <laughs> ow. It's like, bitch, you just burned your fucking hand. Um so that's rough. And then some dude gets trampled, which obviously sucks. And then some random dude gets stabbed in the stomach by fucking right. Freddy Krueger. Right, because Freddy at this um, point has materialized. He has... Um, yeah. Freddy has taken over Jesse, and it's like physically Freddy. It's not like Jesse as Freddy. It's like literally just Freddy. And Freddy also, yes, he's like killing kids, but also some of like the chaos is just like throwing pool chairs around. <laughs> and it's funny <laughs> because there's a, shot, there's a shot from like with Freddy... Like, from behind Freddy, and you see, like, Freddy in the foreground, and, like, the teens, like, cowering in a group in front <laughs> yeah, of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of uh-huh. just, like, a vague... It's it's very... And this is what I was talking about before, and, like, the first movie is very, like, dream-based and, like, fantastical. And this is just, like, he's just, like, throwing chairs at children. Like, <laughs> at some, like, horny, <laughs> like, drunk teens. Oh. <laughs> I know. I know. They're, like, truly, we were just trying to get our right, first like, jobs. Oh, like, please. Yeah. We were, I was watching this with, that, with Zachary, and he was saying, um, like, <laughs> imagine this happens when you're, like, at that uncomfortable level of drunk. Like, you've had, like, maybe, like, one too many beers. Like, you're, like, I'll have two, oh. and you have, like, three or four. And so, like, you're, like, I just want to, like, not be drunk anymore maybe i want to go to bed and like all this starts happening around you <laughs> oh no when you're coming down no thank yeah. you or you're like the, the headache energy. is coming you're like fuck this isn't fun why'd i do that yeah you're like oh i may vomit i may vomit i may vomit and then this happens thank and you're you. like i'm gonna vomit <laughs> yes, i am gonna vomit <laughs> oh right because this is also the moment where he goes uh because one guy's like hey man like don't yeah we, yeah yeah he's trying to we, talk we don't want to hurt you um, and he like throws him, which was hilarious. Um, and then uh, Freddie says to all of them, "You are all my children now." So it's like it's like the end okay, of Peter Pan mother. when they adopt all the lost children. You know, it's the same thing. I love. They said this is now the house of Kruger. <laughs> we we will rise at dawn mama. and practice. Yeah, I'm your mama. Um, that would be great. That would be great if he was like, I just want to take care of, uh, you know, um, 
youths that were kicked out of their homes. Yeah. Well, now I'm just picturing a drag queen voguing with Freddy Claus on. I wish a bitch would. I mean, come on. I'm sure it's I'm sure happened. It's, happened. Actually, <laughs> it's, it's, it's absolutely it. happened. But I want to see I think... It. Anyway, um, so the dad, <laughs> the dad of Meryl, Meryl's dad shoots at Freddy with a gun and then Freddy just like walks away. He like disappears through like the, the garden trellis. And he Goodbye. turns into flames. Oh, he turns into flames, yep. honey. Flaming. Oh, so sorry. He's flaming. Yep. Um, do you uh, get it? Can you imagine like. <sighs> right. Because this would have been like, only like two minutes long. Maybe like <laughs> just chaos right. ensues. Did anybody die? Like, yeah, a dude was like trampled, right? And that, some dude right, got stabbed in the stomach, mouth, which is the Hollywood sign for "I'm dead." Um, I'm dead, even I'm though his body's dead. fully fine. Yeah, his body. And then, like, fine. random, probably you know, random young man got stabbed in the stomach and was like, "Owie!" Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm, call- I'm calling my dad. Um, um. So next up is like the final confrontation. So Meryl yes. goes to the power plant where Fred used to live and work. Is that correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was kind of vague. It looked different like, than it did in the first movie, too. It did. I know. And it looked like it was a little confusing. Yeah. It's a little confusing for such a simple concept. Um, but she, because um, she had a, Freddie bit her her ankle earlier, which didn't like. Um, but she ro- rolls up to um, the, whatever, the plant. And there's dogs with, like, baby, baby faces? faces. Very weird. And, you know, you could tell like, it was just actual dogs. They I? put masks on. The dogs were like, I don't want this on my Which, face. I, know, I felt so bad. I think that was why it was so effective. Um, so that's weird. She's, like, roaming around looking for Freddy. There's, like, ants on her wound, which is gross. She sees a cat attack a rat. It's, like, random weird Right, and then the cat's, like, a monster. It seemed like it felt like... Um, it was like they were doing their homework the day of in school like because they waited so long for fantastical dream injury and then like crammed it all in the end and it's like really Mm. like unremarkable it's like shit shit i forgot shit let me just copy your homework in homeroom yeah oh a crazy demon cat kills a rat yeah dogs uh their face are baby okay cool yeah (laughs) baby oh baby oh baby um so they call freddy krueger son of a bitch twice in this movie from two different people don't know why um but this is where it gets interesting so now meryl streep is met up with freddie and she keeps doing that thing where she's like i love you jesse i know you're in there be a bitty bop bop and then for some reason we don't know why she stabs him it doesn't work he doesn't seem right she's like stabbing him and it's like nothing is happening it's like she's just like stabbing a wall it's kind of cool (laughs) <laughs> I love stabbing walls. Oh, yeah. Uh, but then when she says, you know, she kisses Freddy. Mm-hmm. Jesse, but it's Freddy, which is weird. It's and then very that fan seems of the opera. To like, yeah, yeah, where she's like, well, like, if I kiss you, this you'll... This might work. The, yeah. Mm. Or like, I think she's like trying to kiss Jesse because she thinks like he's in there and he just needs the will to fight. Well, that's the thing. Again, it. if Freddy is this like gay demon that's taken over jesse if like the lips of a woman kiss him like he'll realize his mm-hmm. ways and come back to the heterosexual yeah. fold from her sweet sweet hairless feminine kiss um he uh breaks out of his freddy mold <laughs> yeah it's like paper mache coming off of him it's kind of cool <laughs> yeah it was pretty cool I, I liked it a lot um some of the like scenes of like freddy emerging out of jesse's body is like really cool yeah that rocks um, <laughs> that Honestly, objectively is it's cool. rocks. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and he's alive, 
and he seems okay. And then the next scene, they're back on the bus back going on to the school. Bus. You got to go to school. Everyone's, everyone, people are wearing pastels. His uh, Jesse and his mom had a nice interaction uh-huh. before he got on. Karen is there. Uh, Meryl Streep is there, the real actress. But um, everyone seems happy, which is weird because literally people have died. People, yeah, people uh, are dead. <laughs> people, Kim, people, people are have died in yep. her backyard. <laughs> um, exactly, um, exactly. And it like seems like the bus is doing the thing it does in the opening. Like it seems like it's speeding up. So Jesse's like driver, but then it's like it's all good. Just kidding. No, but I love, I love that he's dead. He's like, is it just? Am I going crazy, or is this bus going too fast? And Meryl Streep's like, it's it called seems anxiety, fine. Jesse. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. Karen goes, no problem. And he's like, no, I think it's and it truly right. It's just the bus stopping at a bus stop. But like, that is so. I felt that. I felt that yeah. chaos of like, is it just me or is something bad? Are we okay? Is this the last ride of my life? Right. And then oh so God, when when they realize they. it's actually nothing happening, it's just a bus driver. Karen goes. Mm-hmm. She says, Jesse, it's okay. It's all over. And then Freddie's right. <laughs> Clock comes stabbing through her stomach, and then the bus drives off into the Midwest desert, and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> right, you heard that right. She, it's this girl Karen. She's leaning over the bus seat into Jesse to say, "Like, chill out, bro." And fucking Freddy Krueger claws come out of her stomach. Right, it's like Freddy He's was waiting for his out. cue. You know. Oh my god, poor girl. Yeah. Oh golly. So that's, I mean. So yeah, I mean, like, a- if we're gonna talk the metaphor again, just to kind of like sum- summarize it. Um, yeah. It kind of seems like, again, with the, the intention of the movie, maybe was to be, like, fr- the, like, ugh, gay thoughts are demon, <laughs> evil demon bad. And, yeah. like, I think what's fun to, like, reclaim this movie in a way is to kind of look at it as, like, the ending shows that you can't, like, suppress this kind of shit. It doesn't go away <laughs> just because you got kissed yes. by a girl. You know, you're still going to get a man coming out of your body or coming in your body. Mm. what do you think (laughs) do you think there was any metaphor for him coming out of karen's stomach at the (laughs) no i don't know you you look at a girl you think you could kiss her but really you want to kiss a man i don't know i think that was just because she was right there (laughs) they're like we don't want to kill meryl streep because she's like a fun like you know spunky whatever and we if we kill jesse here it wouldn't make sense um so (laughs) it had to be karen (laughs) I I don't really like this no, movie as much. I don't either. But you know, parts of it are funny. I'm thinking back to that party scene when he's when he is just because he is causing chaos, which is scary. But when he is just throwing a fucking <laughs> lounge like lounge chair, it's 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 pretty fun. The best slash scariest part is when Freddie comes out of him in Grady's room, which is like the peak of the gay yeah. metaphor in a way. You know, so it's kind of interesting that's tied yeah. to that moment. And I, yeah, I don't like this movie either. I mean, I think it's okay. I think it's better if you look at it through the metaphor in the like the re- reclaiming context I just mentioned as like a a parable almost for the dangers of like repression. Repression. I think that's interesting, mm-hmm. even if it's not at all what the movie wants to do. But that's okay. Yeah, you're right. I like. Let's look at it through a positive lens. Yeah. And uh, instead of the, probably the bullshit. Well, that's what a lot of um, the documentary Scream Queen is about. It's about how like. Um, queer horror audiences are kind of taking this partly because there's so so little representation otherwise for um, anybody not heterosexual, you know, cisgender or whatever, that like any moment of queerness in a movie, even if it's meant to be like queer is bad, we're gonna take it and do what we can with it to a degree. 
Um, yeah, right. So it's kind of being like reclaimed in that sense. And also part of that reclamation comes from the fact that like for so long this movie and all other movies with like gay undertones or whatever by like the majority horror fans which like for a long long time were like really toxic like bros who were like you know what i mean it's the kind of people that Mm -hmm. the movies clearly appeal to with like their like exploitation of feminine sexuality and like blah 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 that, that kind of stuff so for so long this movie's scorn was at the hands of them because the movie was too gay they said which is funny for a movie that kind of seems like it's saying gay is bad but like it kind of backfired on the movie because it, like any sort of gay <laughs> identity or like images or anything was viewed as like i don't want to be watching this by the you know straight audience so mm. now that with like the you know the popularization of like the internet and Twitter and like different film circles that can arise. There's definitely a like vocal queer minority horror fans who are becoming like more and more like visible. And I like that. (laughs) And I like, if this movie provides like a gateway for that in any way, I'm, I'm appreciative of that. Yeah. I mean, I was going to say like jokes on them because now, you know, it's become quite clear that there is a huge, uh, queer horror audience exactly um so they're uh, all listening to this right now hi (laughs) all all 12 of them no i'm just kidding it's way more than that but um yeah well hot take the 80s were not great um for that i don't have much else to add i think that's that's freddy's revenge he had his revenge again also it did say in the beginning of the movie it is a nightmare on elm street part two so it is technically yeah, it's branded as a continuation of the first story, but you know what? Nobody's perfect, and this sure as hell ain't a perfect movie. Um, no. But there are some good moments yes. and some cute, cute shirtless men. I'm going to say yeah. it. Yeah! <laughs> Screaming. And you see a man butt? You, you know? do, and it comes yeah. from the actor you would least expect. <laughs> you know? It's yeah. like, oh. You know. Oh, you see two butts, actually, because you see Jesse's earlier. <gasps> you do. It's, it's a butt. Two butts. Two butts, two butts are okay. So that's that. I don't know what's on that list. Anyway, uh, endless love. Oh, so sorry. Um, endless butts. Uh, this has been Halloweeners, a whole movie podcast. But yeah, thank you so much. Um, please be kind to your neighbors, be kind to yourselves, look out for your neighbors. That means all of your neighbors, and um, just uh, do the best you can to uh. Get to this, like, community collective level. You know what I mean? Yeah, bitch. Yeah. Reject the Nybar on Elm Street and make Elm Street a nice community. Mm. How about instead of making the world a nightmare on Elm Street, let's make it a good dream on all streets (laughs) (laughs) and all cities. (laughs) Does that sound fucking good to you? I love how I'm talking to you, audience, as if y'all are the fucking Right. Problem. I think everybody listening to this is <laughs> probably not in their heads in agreement anyway. We're very excited now this Halloween season. Back to be back. Uh, very excited to talk spooky. Uh, it's spooky out Halloween. <laughs> it is spooky. Um, <laughs> it is spooky, actually. <laughs> Please send, if you want to send us on Instagram, like pictures of like decorations, like that you're doing either like in your, in your home or wherever you're staying, uh, just like however you're making the best of, uh, you know, staying inside, which I mean. Right. Here's the thing. This year, you, we will be mad if you go and have a big old Halloween celebration. Don't fucking do that. 
But you can still dress up yeah. in your house. You can, you know, dress yes. up for your cat. I'm going to do it. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to dress up for my plants. Yes. They will love they it. They love it. <laughs> Send it to us on Instagram. You can follow us there um, and on Twitter at HalloweenersPod. Um, you can check out Leah Patterson, who does our artwork at A Tender Witch on Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, they got some real cool spooky stuff like all the time. So like now's a good time to you yes. know, check them out. I bought a lovely print yes. from them. About a, it's a witch with a beer can. Um, witch with a beer can. Witch with a beer, witch can. With a beer, witch beer can. can. And check out Apre Pompeii. That's Zachary. He does our music. Um, he's on Spotify. He's on Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. You can follow me, Cody, at CodyMonster91. I'm all over the internet, Instagram, Twitter, Letterboxd. I'm doing a fun little um, – I write for this film – website called next best picture and i'm doing a little column this month where um once a week aka five times this month i picked a uh, horror movie that i think is underappreciated and i've written a little uh, reason why you should watch it i already wrote some about um this australian movie called lake mungo i wrote one about the um maligned m night Shyamalan movie the village and i just put out one about this found footage movie called hell house llc so yeah if, if you're on my twitter you can check those Ooh. out i'm pretty proud of them actually Oh, hell yeah. Well, we'll have to share that. Yeah. I definitely want to read that. Or yeah. Listen. listen, Read. Read it? Read. You gotta read. <laughs> you, girl, I'm trying. Fantastic. Um, I'm Kira. I am on Instagram and Twitter, but it's not available for your eyeballs yet. Um, so just like hang tight. Yeah, I'm bitch. Get that shit on public soon. And yeah, you know, if there's a man coming out of you or a man coming in you. That's cool. Don't fight it. Don't fight it. Don't fight it. Unless, you know, only in consensual situations. But if you want that man inside of you, let him in. Right. Let him in, honey. Let my people go. Let me- <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I even finish the joke. Uh, yeah, be good to yourselves. Be good to your neighbors. Stay spooky. Stay, stay good. Just don't. Stop being. Stop it. You tell him. Happy Halloween. Bye. Happy Halloween. Woo. Ho, ho, ho.